Welcome back to the Stuck In My Thoughts podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Stuckey, and we're going to wrap up season two with my boys. We got Jake Diggs, Titus Moore. We're here where we all started, man. We're on the campus of Sanford University, and we're ready to talk to you guys about some major things today. First off, world championships. In Budapest, Hungary, guys, what do you think? There's some performances out there. There's, there's a couple of people who are starting to break out as like all-time greats. Of course, you got to talk about Noah Lyles doing the double. Uh, first one in what? 2015? 2017. 17. Yeah. Who did it in 17 though? Christian. Did Christian do it? Christian. Yeah, Christian did. And then all I know is he's won the 200 three times, but he ain't never won the 100. Mm. That Noah hadn't. And so this was a this was big for him to be like, hey, you know, I was doubted and I, should, I proved all y'all jokers wrong. I think he's... Know? You know, he's really asserting his dominance in the game with track and field. First off, I love what he brings to the sport as far as, like, his atmosphere and, you know, his – some people call it cockiness. Other people call it, yeah. you know, just intensity to the sport. I mean, I think it's a lot of confidence. People say the same thing about Usain. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an interview about Usain talking about if his records are going to be touched anytime soon. He's just like, no, they're unattainable. Like, if you make <laughs> one mistake, you're not going to get it. And people take that for cockiness, but if you're the best to ever do it, the fastest man on the planet ever, you got to have some kind of confidence about you in that sense. Like, <laughs> I, I think his dominance, Noah Lyles' dominance, shows how strong Usain's dominance was because he went out there, got the double, went crazy. Was it 980-something and then 1950-something? Yet still no world record was touched. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't doubt Noah Lyles at all. I feel like he's a beast in the sport. But that just shows you how elite company and only his own level of Usain is. Yeah. 1919 is crazy. Yeah, and, and 1919 was put on the same legs that Noah Lyles was put on. So Noah Lyles ran three rounds of the 100, and he ran three rounds of the 200, mm-hmm. and got 1951. And that's Usain, not, that's not, not shabby at all. Hey, I'm not running that. <laughs> Top five all the time, <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but Usain did the same thing and went 1919. So... Noah Lyles, incredible athlete, once-in-a-generation athlete, Usain Bolt, not from America, not from the United States, not from the world. <laughs> not from, not from he's in, his own, he's in his own space. Okay, guys, what do you think about Shikari, though? Oh, Shikari, I got to get her name right. Shikari Richardson. Yeah. yeah I yeah, yeah. just love, like, ESPN needs to go ahead and make a 30 for 30, bro, because, like, the transition, bro. Yeah. Top of the mountain coming out of LSU, Bowerman. Goes into the pros, going crazy at the trials. Boom, has the weed incident. Seemed like the whole world turns on her. Yeah. Goes yeah. down for a while, is trying to figure herself out. Then boom, pops out. Ten, what, 1065, yeah. world champion. Yeah. Then she finishes man. third in the 200. Then they finish first in the four by one. Two gold world medals, a bronze. And it seems like, you know, she's just getting started. What do you guys think about just her journey so far and everything? I think it shows a lot about her fortitude as a person um, because it's just like we said, you know, she, she was the most hated. You know, everybody was like, no, you know, if you can't do this, this, and that on your own, then you don't need to be an athlete. No, you did. Like, these people don't yeah. have any idea. Yeah. These, the, the armchair quarterbacks <laughs> of track and field is what these people, <laughs> the, that's, what, that's what was calling her. If you can't hold your own, you know, yeah. uh, shut up. Yeah. Uh, but to come back, and, and you could tell during her interviews, 
she's much more grounded. Mm -hmm. She's much more, she knows who she is. She's not trying to be, she's not trying to be somebody that, hey, I've got to put on a show so people will like me. She's just being her. And I like that a whole lot because you could tell, because she put on a show this time too, but it was a show that was Shakari's show and not what Shakari thought that other people wanted to see. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. I think it also touches on the world around you and how they react to where you are in life. Of course, she went against very similar field two years ago. I think it was the Prefontaine Classic mm-hmm. 2021. So it was after the Olympics, after all this stuff. So people wanted to see Shakira against Jamaica pretty much. And she went on and got last in her heat. Yeah. And if you look at her interview, she was basically the same person she was a couple days ago in that interview. She said who she was, she knew who she was, and she took that confidence, worked with it, knew her talent, knew her God-given ability, and just worked through the hard times around the world um, at her and just knew she was, stay true to that, and you see where she is now. So I feel like it's an instance where people need to see that if you know who you are, know your abilities, and understand the world around you can turn on you and they can be uh, your biggest support system, but also be your biggest uh, critics, and understand that the people who are closest to you are what matters the most, uh, it's really the biggest difference. I remember that interview too, because she was like, you know, I'm not done. Like, I can hear her saying that, like, yeah. she's not done. And she really showed it. It was funny. I saw on Twitter, like, the day she won World Championships a couple of day, days ago was the same day, just two years later, that she got beat at the Prefontaine Classic. So I was just like, man, it just kind of shows you. You know, it's a journey in every sport, everything you do. But especially somebody so young, because put ourselves at 20, 21 years old and being, like, at the top of our game, top of the world, and having all that pressure... And from the outside looking in, she said, like, the world will turn on you quick. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to remember, like, you really can't get caught up in what so many people say because everybody's going to have an opinion. But Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. said it the best. He was like, everybody else's opinion don't deposit at the bank. So I think <laughs> that's, the, that's the biggest thing you got to keep in mind, of, especially when you're going on a journey. And this is just for people who are, you know, all around. You don't have to just be an athlete to hear this message. Whatever journey it is you're on, if you're, we talked about people going to pharmacy school, you're in that you know, there's going to be times where, you know, you may feel like you're not worthy or you may feel like you are worthy and other people are going to have their opinion. Is he worthy or is she worthy? All that stuff. It doesn't matter. You just got to stay, you know, steady on your little mission, whatever you got going on. Hey, track and field is a lot like life, man. Life, you, don't have a, you don't have a team in life. If you go bankrupt, your family don't go bankrupt. Yeah. You go bankrupt. Yeah. Now, they might give you some money, but, <laughs> hey, when you, when you get in that lane in track and field, it's yeah. a you show. If you don't think you can do it, you ain't going to do it. Yeah. If you think you can, that's deleting about 65% of the problems you're going to have right there if you know you can do it in your brain. Mm-hmm. So you got you to gotta be confident in knowing who you are, and that's, that's what we saw today or this week with Shakari and Noah. Noah knew he was going to win. He didn't, it, there, was, there, was no, there was no doubt. And it, I mean, in the 200, he won by, what, yeah, 10 meters? Yeah. In the 100, he's winning by 5 meters. And so, you know, but in the same token, you see Fred Curley. Fred Curley knew he was going to win, too. It just didn't happen. So as long as I'm not saying that every time you delete that mental block, that everything is going to work out seamlessly, but it takes a lot of that's true. And you talk about just getting through the mental block and also just overcoming a lot of things. Did y'all see Anna's post about how she was injured? End up getting silver. Dude, that, uh, she, dude, that yeah, thing like was bad. Yeah. That video. She went to go long bad. jump. Boom! Like her knee looked like it hyperextended and was like 
over with. She put some texts that she had with her sister and was like, I don't think I'm going to go to Worlds. And that's, I think, out of our video, that's the biggest thing that stuck out to me was her sister's support in the text message was saying, hey, you know, I love you. I'm here for you regardless, but you can still do this. And I think that right in itself kind of, you know, there's other things that play, obviously, treatment and, you know, God himself and, you know, other things, other factors of her to be able to go out there and perform. But I feel like the support system, that moment from her sister having that belief in her to go out there and do what she did just helped a lot. But also that just shows, bro, she's a dominant yeah. athlete to be able yeah. to go out and do that. Yeah. And nobody knew until after the fact. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. That's crazy. Yeah. I'll show you, show you after this. It was, it was, it was crazy. She was a little wrapped up, uh, like during the competition of world, like you could tell that she was feeling some discomfort. But you, after I saw that long jump video that you were talking about, you would have never known that yeah, that like, happened. Yeah. I mean, it was like it was like one of those season-ending looking injuries. Like she popped up, had it was like her knee looked all weird in the video. It was I don't know, man. I was surprised she was even out there, much less getting. Well, that silver. makes me think that. Run world record, world, world record watch now <laughs> because if you're doing something like that, getting silver is yeah, yeah in the world that's that's nothing small. Yeah. <laughs> hey, freaking Sharika Jackson was uh, put everybody on. She world might be on world record watch in the next couple of weeks, bro. Because yeah. <laughs> like she was still going. Yeah. So what do y'all think about that yeah. too, though? Because for me personally, I feel like worlds in a major, the biggest thing should be the end of the season. Finale. Like the I think finale. that should be the finale, and I feel like with track and field in order to continue to elevate, I feel like that has to be the finale. Yeah. But also, yeah. this is like 10 days across the board. Oh it's hard oh to God. keep up as an avid fan for 10 days and the time mm -hmm. difference over there and trying to see when things are happening. Like, it's so hard to keep up. And I'm just thinking like, man, what is it going to take for a track to be like, you know, continue to grow and get out of there? It can't be through 10. What, what tournaments 10 days? Is golf even that long? Like, how long is the Masters? Mm. Yep. Maybe a week. Yeah, like, and, five like, like a five and max. Week. I'm just like, bro, that's a long time to try to keep up with the best athletes in the world. I think one of the major problems is they switch networks. Every day, track and field is on a different network. Three that subscriptions just to yeah. find one race. That can't happen. I want to turn on NBC or, or whatever, ESPN or whatever, and be able to watch track every time. I don't want to have to hunt it because if I have to hunt it, then I'm just going to go on Twitter and watch the races. That's I what I have to do. Because I was so, texting y'all like, bro, so where are the races? I'm going to have to watch the yeah. replays. Yeah. Right. I think licensing also has a lot to do with it too. Um, if you look at the U.S. trials, no one could have their personal social media. And personal social media is really what's driving the sport right now. Yeah. Um, like documentaries, like No Laws has a documentary out. Um, a lot of people have their own personal journey, like Tara and uh, Hunter. They have their YouTube and things like that. Sydney, forty-eight hours. Sydney, in yeah. No one could have their personal video crew at USA's for licensing purposes, things like that. So I think if you put something where it's again uniform in a network where the fans can watch, but also allow them to have their own networks that personality-wise grow the sport, that can make a huge difference as well. That's facts. That's facts. I Eventually we'll get there, but I feel like just uh, the rise of social media and the rise of the caliber athletes as well as the personalities in track and field, we're going to continue to grow it. We just got to let it expound. But Diggs talks about how track and field is like life. And I, I told you guys before we started, I love how we can, you know, come into this space and the show be spontaneous. We're all meeting up as we're starting back into our own, you know, situations. We meet up on a weekend and film this podcast. Let's just kind of talk about, you know, where we are in life. We, we shot, what, in April last time? 
I think so. Yeah. yeah, shot back in April. So it's been a minute since we kind of updated everybody and, you know, how everything's going. So Diz, take us away. How's life? Man, I graduated my victory lap, as Coach <laughs> Barris calls it. Uh, I got graduated with a major and two minors from over here at Sanford. Um, I still help the track team as long as they'll let me come out there. Coach Diggs? Uh, Coach Diggs. Yes, sir. And uh, so, you know, I love doing that. That's eventually what I want to get into. Uh, I think I want, you know, I talked about last time I want whatever the Lord has for me, and that's mm -hmm. still true. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I don't care if he wants me to be a garbage man. I'll be, I'll be the one wearing headphones, <laughs> dancing, being the garbage uh, man. Uh, hopefully yeah, not, be, but you know, yeah. whatever. I don't know. Uh, Shark Town may look pretty cool. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, right now I'm just <laughs> <laughs> tongue scraper. <laughs> Oscar's dad's a tongue scraper. <laughs> it's a well. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but uh, but right now I'm just. Working with my dad, my family. Shout out D4. You feel me? D4 events. If you're having a wedding or a corporate event, you need it to look pretty. We got you. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing my, I'm just doing my thing, man. Uh, I'm waiting for track season to start. Right now, it's kind of, kind of this weird waiting period where you know summer. No, everybody just got back, so it, it feels like regular again. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just riding on cloud I feel you. ten. You know, you, you talk know. about um, kind of figuring out what the Lord has for you, and I feel like a lot of people can relate. Like I said, this show is for everybody, not just athletes, not just people in the working world. It's for everybody. And you coming off of graduation, we've had all types of conversation. You know, trying to figure out, man, should I do this? Should I do that? Just kind of give some advice to the people. Like we're coming out of out of college, we're coming out of a phase where we're still young. We don't really know what we want to do in life. Yeah. How do you? assess that when you have options and you don't know where you should be led? I mean, I think, um, I, I think there's, a, there's this movie line that really rings true in my head. I don't know if anybody has ever seen Shawshank Redemption, but that's one of the greatest movies ever. You should go watch it. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies ever. And and this old librarian named Brooks, he says, uh, right when he got out of jail, he said the the world went and got itself in a big dang hurry. I think everybody right now is in a freaking big hurry. And you don't have to figure everything out on your own. There's a lot to be said for just sitting and living in the day that you're in right now. And I think you can make a whole lot of problems for yourself getting stressed out about where you think you should be and what you see on social media and where other people are because, you know, uh, even like like Justin's got this podcast. And if you're sitting here watching this, you're like, dang, I wish I had some cameras to do a podcast. Well, go get Use em. your phone. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go get them. I got a GoPro in the car that can do all this. And all you got to do is sit and wait, listen to what the Lord has for you and and don't delete the day you're in right now worrying about the day that's to come because you might not get the day to come, but you always have right yeah. now. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I would say is, is live in the moment, man. Just, just live where you're at, where your feet are at. Make the best of that, yeah. and, and you'll find you'll probably be a whole yeah. lot That's a fact, especially living in the moment. You talk about you don't know what the next day brings, yeah. And I think it's just yeah. crazy you say that because one week in April we were filming. Yeah. 
having a good time yeah. in Auburn. The next week, I was back here for my birthday weekend. We were all hanging out. I went to a wedding and everything. Then the next week, my first competition back at Auburn, I tear my knee. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. had any major injury before, and I experienced that. And that just kind of shows you have to appreciate everything you have in the current moment. And we talk about just athletes in general, people in general, taking the things that they have for granted and not appreciating, not appreciating where you are. I know I texted, uh, texted Titus the other day. I called him, and I was like, bro, we were really blessed like, to be in college and um, having a lot of things we didn't have to worry about, just kind of showing up and being able to just do what we love to do, whether it's on the track and then being able to get a great education. And then, like, for me, I've really appreciated through the summer. Everybody's asked me, you know, how's your summer been? You know, how's the knee going? For everybody that's been asking, man, my knee is fine. Um, I like to keep it straight up with you guys on the podcast. When I first hurt my knee, these guys were there, but I wanted to be done. Like, I wanted to quit. Um, I just felt like, you know, coming into Auburn, I had so many high expectations. I was, you know, third-ranked high jumper coming in, the number one high jumper in the transfer portal. I had a lot of high expectations coming to SEC. I wanted to do my thing. And then it was just a big injury-plagued year. I've never been used to that. I've used to being hurt, but being able to excel at it. And after that happened, I just was kind of like, man, you know, I think it's just kind of time to shut it down. Like, you can ask these guys. I told them. It was just like, I think they saw it. Like, the look in my eyes, man, I just kind of felt defeated. And my Sanford team was there. Coach Tiffin was there. I was just kind of like, you know, maybe this is when I need to set it down. And then I, I went home. And, you know, got the MRI, got the surgery. I was down on myself for about a week, and I saw this TikTok. And honestly, this is the thing that got me back to wanting to compete and wanting to do it at a high level again. I was watching this TikTok, and it was this kid and his dad. Basically, his dad was like, we don't do participation trophies. And throughout the video, he got to the end, and he was like, you know, salvation is the only thing we don't have to work for. Um, And he was like, why don't we quit? And the kid was like, because... Jesus didn't quit on the cross for us. And I was like, yo, that hit me. And I was like, man, if we have such a loving God that's you know, not going to quit on us when he does the most beautiful sacrifice ever known to man, I can't quit on the, on the sport and the ability he's given me. It's just a, you know, a bump in the road. And it's given me an opportunity to appreciate so many things. You know, I've done more than um, just doing PT this summer, I've been able to go around and travel, do some podcasts with some some great people, and being able to learn a lot more about myself and you know build my relationship with the Lord and everybody else. So I feel like it's been good. And I used to always, you know, everything works out for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. I didn't get the ESPN inter- internship, and I was in the last round. I was like, dang, bro, why didn't I get the ESPN internship? And I said, I see why now, because I would have been so like fed up, bro, if I had to like turn it down because I can't go out there because of my knee. And so everything works for a reason. I'm in the state of, you know, gratitude. Everybody asks me how I'm feeling. Man, I'm doing good. Rehab is going great. And, shoot, we're feeling good. I mean, you can not see, guys, I was freaking in the, in the brace and the crutches brace. and everything laid up. And now I'm, I'm moving well. So just can you go. Yeah, I... It was, it was tough to see my homeboy like that, y'all. It was yeah, tough. It was, it was and rough. I just, I think... Because at the moment, like you said, he, did, he, just wanted, he was ready to turn it in. Because, like, he... He's one of the best athletes to come through this school, but at the same time, he felt like he needed something to prove at Auburn, and I, we all know that something is gonna <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's in due time. But I think right. something that really stood out to me was like 
the percentages that all these doctors were talking about, like, oh man, this, this type of injury is, it's a serious injury. And I feel like people a lot of times talk about, oh, the likelihood of you doing this, this, and this is just so slim. Like, why would you even try it? And like going back to what Dick was talking about, like the future and like what, what people have in mind for you, like trusting God in the process for you. I think for me personally, I've started to realize the percentage that people have for certain situations is not the percentage for you. So a lot of times people look at the percentage of, uh, say like starting a business for instance, like 95% of businesses fail, I think it's something like that, in the first like three years. Mm-hmm. But if you take something like, what if the person is a well-known entrepreneur? What if they're really good at social media? What if the person is really talented and people have a lot of encouragement for them, have a lot of background and success with just doing X, Y, Z? That percentage might go up, but you will never know if you don't try. So the same way people were talking about, oh, Justin, this chance of uh, you recovering being to this stage is, is slim. That percentage doesn't apply for someone who's a three-time All-American already. So yeah. <laughs> it's a different perspective. So you never know your percentage unless you go out there and try. Um, and your percentage could be 9% failure or it could be 90% success. So I say if you have something that you're interested in and you want to do it, do it because no one really knows percentages until it really happens. Yeah, I want to jump in on that too because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people will try to put their limitations on you. Don't let people do that because if somebody, it's a lot of insecurity, a lot of people that don't feel enough confidence in themselves and feel like they can't do something and they hear you aspire to go try to do that, they'll try to tell you, oh, it's so hard or you sure you're going to be able to do that? Or, man, that sounds kind of up there. Bump that. A lot of people try to put their limitations on you, but you got to keep your goals in mind and just keep a tunnel vision. Because for me, like, I've had people, and it's just straight up, I've had people that are supposed to be helping me get back to that, that are kind of mm-hmm. like, huh? But I've also had people that are, you know, riding for me. Like, shout out John McBride, bro. I will always say that. I've been here. I was in Birmingham for four months grinding with him and getting right into people at ATI um, over at home where they were getting me right. And now I'm working with, with Dave down at Auburn, and he's, you know, he's, he's working. We're we getting in a lot of work, but there have been a lot of people on the journey and people that are close to me that are kind of like, you know, maybe you should cash it in. And sometimes you've got to really ask yourself, it's kind of a test, like, are you really built for this life? Do you really want what you say you want? And I feel like that's God's test to me. Like, you've asked for this. You say you want this. Do you really want it? And this is just another test and another testimony, man. You can't have a testimony without the test, so. Hey, man, look, look. So uh, this goes along with what I'm, this goes along with exactly what we're saying. My alarm every single day, 5.30 a.m., what does that say? Make the most and win today, every weekday. Make the most, win today. If you can win today, if you can win the hour that you're in, there's 24 of them. You're probably awake for 18 of them. If you can win 10 out of the 10 out of 18 of those hours, that's a win. That's over half. You've won the majority of the day. If you can win the day, then you can go and win the next day and win the next day. And if you can win your weeks and you can win your months and you can win your years, you're ahead of 95% of the people in the whole world. All you have to do is be consistent. Nobody, nobody today is consistent. How many days have you been to PT this year? A lot. A lot. 
God a only lot. knows how many, right? So that's what I'm saying. How many, how many days have you worked on the stuff you're working on mm-hmm. here coming up? Mm-hmm. We're talking like at least five hours a day after yeah. I work out, after yeah. I do my homework, yeah. <laughs> after you do all yeah. the NCAA yeah. athlete yeah. Like, things, yeah. right? Okay. So we're, we're just telling you, hey, you don't have to be a three-time All-American. My boy here is a three-time All-American. That, you might be past that. You might be 30. You might be 40. But you don't have to be a three-time All-American to overcome anything. You just got to win your day, mm-hmm. man. You just got to win your day. And a lot of people also let one small thing in their day ruin their entire day. I can't stand let's, that. Let's do, some, let's do some quick math for the people. How many seconds are there in a minute? 60? 60. How many 60. minutes are there in an hour? 60. 60. 60. How many hours are there in a day? 24. It's 86,400 seconds. That's a lot. You're going to let 10 seconds ruin the rest of your 86,400 seconds. People let that happen all the time. I I just don't understand, like, how you can let such a small fraction of your time take up so much more of it, where you could better use that time to better yourself, um, better help other people around you and things like that. So I, I just say, like, things are going to happen. Don't let it veer you off from where your goals are because at the end of the day, your goals don't really care what your excuses, excuses are. They're going to still be your goals. So as long as you don't get them or don't get them, they'll still be, they'll still be there. All right. I got to stop for a second. I forgot I didn't delete the uh, other footage from the last episode, so I didn't want anything to... Not, not really. We don't want to not say it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm working on here right now. What? What? Win the day collective. Ooh. That shit gonna be fire. That's. So. I'm gonna put everything I do Mm. under it. Like, it doesn't have to be athletic. Just anything, general. Yeah, just, just, because. If you, that's what I'm saying. If you want to be, if you want to be successful at anything, if you want to be a good marketer or whatever the heck Steven's doing over there on his computer, you got to win that in the day too. If you want to, if you want to graduate college, you got to do your homework. I mean, you don't have to yeah. be an athlete. But I'm trying to figure out when. Uh, trying to figure out what I want to do first with it do i want to make merch do i want to make a do i want to make a forum i thought about making a forum to where people can like talk to each other like i guess like a blog or something to where it's like hey you know uh share your whatever share your steven i'm about to restart all the cameras so keep your uh timer still yeah, We're restart the uh, young, stop clock. Ready? I thought it would be. Let me know when you're ready. I thought it would be pretty, pretty decent. Spot. All right, now. All right, I'm just going to restart it. I'm going to go in to be like, oh, Titus, go ahead and go into what you're doing currently. I can. I have a uh, noise cancellation. It's fine. It'll be fine. How about? Nah, we'll talk about it later. Are you taking pictures? Are you doing homework? Both. I said 
I'll just, I'll just mess with you. <laughs> no, you know you fine. I, 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 I thought you turned back around. I was trying to get your reaction. All right, we're gonna get back. In. Okay. All right. Um, we gotta clap again. We gotta clap again. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Three, two, one. But yeah, Titus, that's for real good, and I think that's a message everybody really needs to hear. But we didn't give you a chance to talk about what's currently going on in your life, so go ahead and get the people, get the people the news, man. Let's see. This summer, I worked a really hard internship. Had me working close to. <laughs> 12 hours a day. Not the news we were I was out in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Couldn't breathe. Altitude. <laughs> Working out, trying to be another All-American this coming up season. Trying to get the trials. Oh, yeah. yeah right. I'm engaged. <laughs> 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 well, not, not at this point. Oh, yeah. By the time this episode is dropped, I'll be engaged to my lovely fiance. Um, don't want to expose her name, I guess. Actually, once this podcast blows up, I don't want to say your name out here, so we'll keep that yeah, confidential yeah, for now, because since we're big time at this point. Madison, Madison Pettis. I'm really excited. Um, it's, it's been, honestly, a long time coming. These guys know. Um, honestly, if, they, if you would have said this when we first met, that I would be engaged at the young, ripe age of early 20s, <laughs> I would have... <laughs> I would have called you an imbecile, but <laughs> it happened. God, God had different plans, man. I honestly can say that this is uh, something that I am so excited about. Can't wait to um, spend the rest of my life with with this girl. It's been an incredible experience just meeting her. Um, we met over quarantine, and uh, it was actually moved alive. Bro, bro, we've been through so much, but I. I'm so excited. It's been such a great, great time just getting to know, uh, first off, myself and what God has for me, but getting to know her, um, understanding how much of a blessing she is to not only me, but her family and those around her and how she just uh, does nothing but light up a room and just uh, makes everyone around her feel um, what God has for them. So been, it's been an incredible, incredible uh, last couple of weeks. That's what's up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to touch on that. But we did skip past something since our last episode. Mr. Moore with the Nationals is an All-American, so let's give him a, give him a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank let's, you. We're going to make this quick, but let's please talk about the regional moment. Dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, Let me set the stage, crazy. guys. That was I'm crazy. currently in Birmingham at home. Diggs and Titus are in Jacksonville, Florida. Titus is competing. Diggs is coaching. At regionals, top 12 make nationals. There's 48 people. So Titus, like we said about percentages and statistics and all that, low percentage of making it. Titus has not made the regional final yet in history. Not out of regionals. Not out of But regionals. the regional. We're talking about the final race yeah. in yes. regionals. Yeah. So take it away. Yeah, so like you said, top 12 make it. Uh, there are three heats in the final uh, day of regionals. So like you said, prior to that moment, I had never made it to that final day of regionals to even get a chance to qualify for nationals. You missed about one spot the previous year. Yes, I missed about one spot the previous year. Um, so get to finals day. I'm seated at 20th, I think. And like you said, top 12 make it. I run my race. 
and I'm fourth in my heat. Mm-hmm. Like you said, talking yep. about percentages, I, I've, I'm really confident if you go back in the NCAA history, there's probably a 1% chance that I make it in the from That's the fourth spot no to no finals. Doubt. That means top three automatically. Yeah, right? top three. Yeah, top three automatically go. Then the next three fastest times go. So I was fourth in my heat. So that means two people, one person above me in my heat, and that means a lot of people had to miss <laughs> in the pre and the following heats for me to make it. We're gonna talk about the weather. Yeah, it was, it was, a wind tsunami. It was tsunami. It was tsunami time, and in Florida, I think the race was at 5.0 wind. So track people, oh. you know, that's an absolute monsoon Disaster. to run in. Um, but by God's grace, <laughs> I got the I think 11th spot. I think someone else was slower than me, but it was it was crazy, man. Honestly, emotional roller coaster because I thought I didn't make it. My my POV. I'm on the phone with Diggs. I'm watching on TV. My power goes out in my grandparents' house right before he starts the race. I have to get it on my phone. I'm watching Titus go. He runs his race. Are you the first heat? Yeah. Titus is the first heat, so he runs. I'm like, oh, that was good. Trying to see what he does. He didn't get top three. I'm like, okay, we got to wait on the next one. The next heat, shambles. Fall out the sky. I don't know what happened. Like half the race didn't even finish. <laughs> half the race didn't finish. Prayers up to the Tennessee guy that broke his elbow because it was just crazy. Yeah, no, no, he's going to bounce back. Yeah. yeah. yeah the the next heat goes, kind of similar thing. And I'm on the phone with Diggs, looking, 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 and we hear, he made it. At this point in time, I'm in Birmingham. Titus is, sorry, he's under bleachers crying because he didn't think he made it. Which is, which, is, which is valid. Which is valid. But when he did make it, and it just goes to show, if you have a good, strong group of friends around you and that support system, that, that moment shows you who your true friends are. I feel like I was more, me and Diz more excited for Titus and Titus because oh, yeah. I was jumping up everywhere. I was excited, thrilled for my guy because, and I told him this, when I was up there competing, Titus, is, who was never, never envious, never jealous, never threw any shade, he was always supporting. And I was like, man, that's a true friend. And you need to find your friends like that who will lift you up when you're elevating. And then in the same manner, you'd be able to lift them up when they're elevating. And I was so excited for him to be able to experience that and do that. And, you know, he's been talking about that since we got here in fall 2018. And to finally be able to do that was just like, man, I was so excited. Like I was I was telling everybody like, dude, Titus made it. Titus is an All-American. And then quickly after that, we realized we've never been the guys to just just to make it there. So we quickly focus on mm. what we had to do when we got there. And I was just so excited for him. Well, my POV is I'm over there with Titus warming up and everything. And I'm trying to flirt with that line of annoying you and being there for you if you need anything. Okay. So that, that first day I was there the whole time because that was prelims and everything. This finals day, I was like, I'm going to let Titus do his thing because he don't need me. You know, he, he made it here on his own. I'm here. He knows I'm here. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm over there in the bleachers. Like we said, weather is atrocious. I mean, I mean we're, we're in Jacksonville, okay? And what is it, late May? Yeah, in late May. Yeah. Late May. And I had a sweatshirt on. It was cold. And, and the wind was whipping. Titus comes through, I mean, just carnage in Titus's race. 
the second heat goes through, and I don't think maybe maybe half yeah. of the heat I don't know what makes it. Thank you, God. I don't know. Thank you, God. Maybe. I mean, the the tailwind was so bad. Uh, what's his name? Devin mm. broke it. Broke his arm. Hated that for him. It was it was horrific. But uh, you know, we were just glad that Titus didn't see all that before he ran. He's in the first heat. Got the it got it out of the way. All he's got to do is wait. Third. The guy that wins the third heat runs something ridiculous, like 13-5. And we're like, crap. You know, like, those guys were close. Probably not probably not written this time. And I'm on the phone with Justin. I thought he was one point, out. And I thought I'm, he was one out. Yes. And so I'm on the phone, and we're seeing these results pop up. First comes up 13-5. Second comes up 13-6-something. Would you run 77? 7 Okay. So the, sec- the third result pops up. And it's it something was like it was behind. Yes, yeah. it's something like .02 or .01 behind <laughs> Titus. I'm at the top of the bleachers, and I you would have thought that I just jumped from the top <laughs> to the bottom step. Just I made it so fast. I like I just blanked out. I'm on the phone with Justin. We're both <laughs> screaming, and it's like, you know, I go over there and just about throw Titus over my shoulder because I'm like, holy crap, you know. But but. Man, it was such a good time. Like it was, it was such a good time. It was, it was one of those things that you'll remember for the rest Literally of your life. You put for that sure. in the vault. Those are like some what they call those memories. Those core memories. Core memories. Core yeah, memories. Those are core memories. Yeah. So shout out to Titus for that. Flashback to back to the engagement. Um, like I said, if you would have asked us this freshman year, Man. there's no way. Man. There's no way we would have thought this would happen. But <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> But I'm gonna say zero out of three is what I would have said. No, yeah, but this, this, this time, not saying we're better. I'm just saying we don't think any of us are well, doing just, that. Just wait till we get down the road. We we thought one out of three, one, bruh. bruh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Titus, what separated Jansen from the rest, dude? Because I mean. We're, we're, we're D1 athletes, bro. You can, you can get girls, but, like, what separated herself to be like, oh, I want to spend the rest of my life with her? Because we have a lot of people, you know, that are getting married, like, crazy quick, and we always wonder why. Or we have people that, you know, take their time and get married later in life. What made her different? I think, to put simply, I think it's we're both separate people, but when we come together, it's, like, it's something that's, like, we're not relying on each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. sometimes in relationships, people really depend on the other one um, for things that you can only get through God. Um, so I think with her, she really showed me that you can be your own person and also be in a relationship that is so loving and caring that it just builds on itself. Um, so when we're by ourselves, we're also incredible people She's doing incredible things, uh, CPA, incredible artists, beautiful, all these things that you want in a woman. Mm-hmm. But above all else, she's a, a woman of God. So it understands, as being able to understand that we don't have to be with one another to be complete. Yeah. Um, that only comes from God. But God's given us this gift to find one another and uh, just kind of cultivate this system of working with one another to build God's kingdom up. So I think, put simply, there's so much more I can get into. That's what it is. Um, Being able to 
be together, but also be our own independent people and come together just to share what God has for us. I think that's important you talk about being your own individual person because we're all believers here. And even if you're not a believer, listen to this podcast. It's still something to take away from. I feel like just how you individual people, you have your own individual face. And you have to do your own individual things. And low key, <laughs> the relationships are everything kind of stems and revolves around track and field. We all each do individual events. You out there it's doing life, individual man. things, but all everything you do adds up and you get your overall score. And I feel like you talk about how your individual people coming together. You got to find that person who's we talked about elevate, continue to elevate. But when you're by yourself, you're trying to make sure you're the best version of yourself. Because I feel like a lot of people come into the relationships broken. You can't be broken and expect to have a whole relationship. Two broken people, it ain't a half a shell, half a shell, make one shell. You both got to be full coming into, you know, with each other. And so I feel like in today's society, a lot, there's a lot of people that are broken and they won't admit that they're broken and won't admit that they've got some things to figure out themselves before they reach out and try to find mm -hmm. that thing. And I feel like the current state I'm in, I feel like I've, you know, found some good things and some bad things about how I am and trying to figure those out, being able to, you know, look, go out there and look. And I don't, I don't date, you know, there's casual dating. That's fine. But I feel like the stage we're in, I don't, I'm not going to quote unquote waste my time. I'm going to go out there and date to try to figure out, okay, will this be the one that the Lord has for me to be my wife? Yep. I do feel like yep. for me personally, I feel like it's the only way to date yep. intentional dating. And so that's what I feel like I'm trying to do now and trying to find that one. We'll see, we'll see who that one is and if um, when it comes and gotta yeah, it got to be a special one. one. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty picky, but I feel like um, <laughs> it's good to be, though. You don't you don't want to settle. You don't want to, you know, wind so I had I've had my time for fun and all that stuff. And now I'm trying to, you know, lock in on finishing my schooling, finishing my collegiate career, focus on my career and then. Have somebody to share with. I've have always had the aspiration of, you know, having the family and everything. So that's kind of where I'm at right now and seeing what the Lord has for me. He's done some, he's done some interesting things in the past uh, couple months, but it's been good. And just trying to follow his lead and be smart. And really, I think the biggest thing for me when it comes to relationship is trust. And um, just kind of seeing how you and she who shall not be named right now. Um, <laughs> I feel like she's Baltimore. <laughs> How y'all go about it, you know. I just think it is good for that, and trust is a big thing. And sometimes you have to be willing to let down your own, um, let your guard down sometimes. And really, love is a thing where, you know, the Bible says, you know, it keeps count of no wrongdoing. You know, love's patient, love's kind. And being able to really hone in on that will be the biggest thing for me as I continue to, you know, pursue and intentionally pursue, pursue a godly woman, like you mentioned. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with not being whole, but it's just being able to understand that, okay, I'm working on myself, I'm building this, this is what I need in a relationship, this is what I doesn't, don't need. Mm -hmm. um, so being able to just understand who you are and appreciate where you are in life, uh, that kind of helps build you to a point to where you're ready to be able to understand, like, okay, this is what I want in a wife. This is what God has for me. Because to be honest, when I met her, I was not. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was just. I was. I was lost pretty much, just seeing what was what, just in that uh, phase, just kind of understand what is it that I'm looking for. Um, and you said it, being able to trust. 
they know really well that I am not really a people person. I don't really open myself up to people. Um, but with her, it was just something that naturally came. And I, that was really caught my attention, just being able to talk and discuss uh, the ups and downs in life with her um, to each other is just something that I just don't think uh, I've been able to do before. I think it's important to have a friendship before you have a relationship. Exactly. And I feel like, I mean, we've been there through the process. I feel like that was evident. You have to be friends first and build that yeah. rapport, whatever you call it, and build that camaraderie and be able to get, lay that foundation. And just like Dig said earlier, when it came to you know, putting everything you have into whatever it is you're doing, and you may not always win, that's just like relationships. It may not always work out, and that's fine. But being able to put yourself out there and you know, try to find what's best for you, I feel like is the point of it all. So my two cents. Yeah. I that super cliche saying is it's not it's not two halves make a whole. You got to be 100 and 100. There's no I can't be half a person going in searching to try to make fulfillment out of somebody else. Cuz like Titus said you're not going to get anything out of that because cuz people can't yeah. fulfill you. Yeah. Um and so I think it's a big thing to be, hey, you gotta be you gotta be on top of you before you go searching for anybody else. Um, that's where I'm at right now. I'm I'm learning. You know, I'm I'm learning things about me. Um, you know, I I feel like I feel like y'all would back me up and say that I'm probably one of the most uh grounded people that you I mean I'm not uh, even kilter. I can get <laughs> off the rocker sometimes, but uh, but I I pretty much yeah. know who I am is yeah. what I'm saying. And so you know, uh, I'm I'm just learning. You know, I, I I believe things that should and shouldn't be in a relationship and should be how you act. And and you know, I'm I'm learning about people that I'm interacting with. You know, hey, who is who who prospect. seems to be a good <laughs> prospect you know this is not a this is not a freaking yeah. interview uh process but it's like you know uh i'm not by no means am i like on yeah. the prowl you know the like just sound the prowl. Prowl. <laughs> girlfriend, you know hey, you know we're we're <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not looking for that but i you know i'm keeping my eyes open but at the same time i'm not uh i'm not worried about it i don't yeah. need it yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's a good spot to be in I, for me, just because I don't, I don't feel incomplete, incomplete or anything like that right now. I I feel like I can, I can, you know, I have control of myself. I'm I'm just fine living how I live. You know, if I want to go fishing, <laughs> I'll go fishing right now. I don't I don't have anybody, you know, to, you know, nobody needs anything yeah. for me right now. Yeah. So I, so you know, I'm on the river half the time. I think it's important but, uh, though. You talked about well, it's two things you talked about that were important. The first thing you talked about. Being 100%. When you say, I think I can speak for Diggs, let me know if I'm wrong, but when you say be 100%, 100% yourself in your pros and 100% yourself in your cons. Because as we know, and some people have this big delusion and they don't know, you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But you need to be yourself. You don't need to fake and act like something you're not when you go into a relationship or even a friendship. You need to be your 100% authentic self, and then from there, continue to build and progress, continuous improvement. And then the other thing you said, which I'm seemingly to forget right now, I can't really remember. You, you hit the point, bro. Oh, validation, seeking fulfillment and validation yeah. in other people. 
You can't do that. Yeah. You, and I feel like yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> I call it the revolving door sometimes. You ever meet those people where somebody always has to be, there, there was an old teammate we had, I'm not going to name, name a name or a gender, just, just going to throw out out there. <laughs> but they always had to be in a relationship. And I don't feel like that needs to be the case. Like you can't find fulfillment in other people and you can't find the validation in other people. You have to be content and confident in yourself mm-hmm. before you can go out and do it. You talked about being lost. Sometimes you meet somebody, they can kind of spark that up out of you. And I think that's good. You know, a lot of times we, we, we talked about discussing the male mental health, but it's kind of flowed into it. Yeah. Say, you know, we're yeah. all guys here. Say we got a friend who's, who's down. And, you know, he's he's not being himself and not um, going the usual way he is and progressing in himself. Sometimes you need to be there for those people. Pull you up out the dirt. Spark that, you know, that fire up under you again. And I just think that's important, especially in today's time. Like we had a team meeting yesterday, bro. There's so much I didn't realize, but there's so much crap that we got to deal with that people back in the day didn't have to deal with and really just having to thug it through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think there's something to be said for uh for like these group of guys right here. There's a there's a handful. I don't I have more I have more fingers on my hands than guys I can go around and and really really share a hundred percent of everything I'm going through and be like, hey, you know, this is what I'm going through. Help me out. Like I need some advice. Uh, I think that's I think that's a good. It's good and bad. You you want your you want your circle, in my opinion, you want it small. Because not everybody needs to know everything about you. Um, but, um, that, I mean, I don't understand, I don't understand, you know, the things that go around and it's like, I need somebody for this and I need somebody for that. Sometimes, sometimes you can call on somebody. Like, I'm going to call my brothers right here, Justin and Titus. I'm going to call them for whatever I need and I know they'll be there for me. Sometimes, sometimes I just got to do it. Sometimes it's just on me. Because, cause you know what? Justin's got his problems too. And Titus has got his problems too. So it's not Titus's job. We're, we're our brother's keepers. That's in, the, that's in the Bible too. But at the same time, you know, you got to be 100. Uh, so there's a fine line between, hey, you know, I need you guys for everything, you know. I the don't dependency yes, rely yeah. yes you can't you can't depend on just like you can't depend on somebody with a relationship like I'm not dependent on a woman to keep me whole I can't depend on these guys either I got to know how to do it on my own but it's good to have a circle as well so there's just a fine line I feel like where you know you got to be able to be self-sufficient but at the same time it's definitely mandatory for you to have some guys that you can call on for help mm-hmm. when you need That's it facts. I honestly think we have dropped a lot of gems today. Yeah, bro. And yeah, bro. I've always been big on transparency. I don't know how much battery we have left on these cameras <laughs> nor these microphones. So I think we're going to end it with this, though. We're, we have a plan to drop something every month. And obviously, I'm going to continue to do you know, my podcast with, with the guests and from the entertainment and the athletic space. But I feel like this is what's needed also. Time to reflect you know, every month and drop something, just what's going on in the world and what's going on in our minds. Because a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but a lot of people like to hear about it and be like, they can, they can relate. Yep. And so um, I'm just excited to, you know, be back, be healthy, be back on the pod, be my boys. And we're excited for Titus. And, 
his engagement coming up soon. Nice. We're going to drop it after the engagement. So um, this will be in about a week and a half. But Somebody will have some new bling by the time we watch the new episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we out. Make sure y'all go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, man. Really need to get the ratings up. And stay tuned because we got a lot more in store. We out. Let's go.